speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! You're going to need to do like an intro again since we're only talking. Well, you could just start the conversation, Daniel. It'll save me coming up with an intro. <laughs> we, we did used to. What was the intro? Like, welcome along, morons, or something like that. Hello, fellow morons. I don't know. I absolutely wing it 100% of the time. Well, Sean's just left, so let's get <laughs> talking. That could be the top point of the race. Sean's fucked off already. Well, it should be like... leaving through embarrassment of picking this fucking film that we're about to talk about. Well, it's, it's just a walk. He's just asked to not go first and he's just left. <laughs> Can I not go first? Because I'm not taking part, guys, because this film is that fucking dreadful. But welcome in, guys, for those that are listening. Uh, the film we are talking about so highly right now is Glass Onion, A Knife's Out Mystery. The sequel to a movie that we have reviewed previously, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. And how did that go last time when we reviewed this movie? It was a I mixed bag. Uh-huh. I hated it. Fucking, it was one of the very first movies we've done in this that I hated was Knives Out. And uh, a sequel to a shit film. I did say yeah. that these two films we're about to watch was going to make Sean quit, and it looks like it actually has. <laughs> he's quit 30 seconds into the recording of this one. Uh, Do you know who it was in the leaderboard, Kyle, after the, what, you sent it a leaderboard last week and then it had all these foreign films that you couldn't understand what their names were? <laughs> that was Daniel's job to fix that. <laughs> I didn't them all, I've just not updated the spreadsheet yet. Um, but Knives Out, when we first uh, reviewed that movie, it is 144th on our leaderboard, rated 1.8 by the morons but we do have sean back with us now sean we thought you were just gone forever there no sorry this uh, my skype shut down oh we get it back home happy days well we're just about to start talking about your choice of your movie mate um this is the famed southern detective benoit blanc travels to greece for his latest case um had anybody seen this before no, no. I think it was it was. Remember, I think we discussed and maybe watching it when it came out, but it was then left. I think because of how the first one was received by all, and then obviously I think obviously the chance was when we had one, it was Sean was like, let's get one. It's, it's a full up. He, I think it might even been Sean that picked uh, out when we done that. Uh, like was it? Yeah. Oh. All right. Okay. I, I, well, I thought Burns picked the first one. What? Burnsy's not getting the blame for that one. He can get he can get the blame for other films that he picks, but Sean's getting the blame for both of these. But Hunter, let's come to you first of all to talk about this Oscar-nominated movie. Um, I would imagine there was a uh, air quotes around <laughs> Oscar-nominated for this. Nominated for one Oscar. It was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Right, I, I seem to remember when we done the first one, it wasn't as awful as I remembered it 
I think my main gripe with it was Daniel Craig's accent and performance in the first one. He seemed like he came to this one. That didn't even ever take me like in the slightest because the rest of it, I just didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> right, as a concept, as a, like, I'd seen obviously the, the way it's described as what is a dark comedy and I'd seen neither of the two above. I mean, I'm, I'm totally going in on it. I didn't detest every single second I watched it, but I just thought the storyline and plot just didn't seem to make sense. In the first one, there was a bit of intrigue. It kind of ironically had male left to it when it was not entitled Glass Onion is what this one did, but obviously with this one, he's came in, he's doing the whole thing. There's no mystery to solve. There was no nothing. It was just he knew the answer for already from start to finish, and then it was just everything else just seemed, sort of seemed to get lost in amongst all this. And it was, I just felt plotless. I just felt that obviously, although all of us might not have agreed with the first one, some people obviously did. Some people obviously have enjoyed the first one more than some of us did. That there was a, a clamor or whatever for a second one. And I don't know if it was just a rush job or whatever, but I just, I did not, listen, there was no straight line start to finish. It was just seemed like a very, very much rushed sequel. And I, that's why when you give me the category for best adapted screenplay for which has received an Oscar nomination for, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I was going to ask, Hunters, when you said earlier about how Daniel Craig knew knew what it was going in, but he didn't know who had killed, obviously, the woman. Which, so to me, like, there was like, still a bit of mystery about it. Well, obviously, went, well, the whole murder must obviously, I think it came out that somebody, whoever he had to write the thing he got told about, but he must have had an inkling of some variety that, for me, it didn't seem that it was, there was only ever one real suspect throughout the whole thing. There was, I know they kind of alluded to other people had gripes, but there was only ever. At one point, during the first one, you're kind of, there was a couple of things you're maybe second-guessing who it might have was and who it wasn't. With this one, I don't think there was any real doubt or any other person's claim had any clout to yeah. it. It may have been them. It was always just the standout Ed O'Donnell. And even then, on top of that, like you've got somebody who I thought was, considering for the films that we've watched them in, being Fight Club and Birdman, very well respected, and then I see him in this, and then I now see he's signed up for Wes Anderson's next pilot shot. He's gone right down to my estimations. <laughs> I think um, when you're saying about how you only saw one suspect, I don't know if that's because obviously you have watched a lot more films from than me. It's like I didn't really pick up on it being a really obvious conclusion, whereas I was kind of like still unsure. Like, obviously, the further it gets into it, you do sort of start putting it together. But then, for me, it wasn't as obvious as what you are making out. Or Hunter, but I think, obviously, Daniel and Kel agree with that. That's the thing. I, I, I definitely agree in this one. So, I think what, what Hunter was... One of the things, the reasons it might be the same for you, Hunter, was that in the first one, it did the annoying thing of trying to make it the least obvious person. Yes. So, at this time, it just was the obvious person for the start. Um and just to add to that point, it, it all sort of centred around early on how he gave Dave Batista the drink. Mm. And they assumed that the audience wasn't going to see that. But I noticed it the very first time. 
like the very first time it happened, then they show you a flashback and it's different and they expect the audience not to notice it. But that's really early on. So you know that he murdered Batista. Like, see, I didn't spot that. So I'm aye. also the so, <laughs> I'm, I'm the target on. audience, basically. Ah, you, you are the target audience. Like, <laughs> gullible fools. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, this it's is a hard, it's very much targeted at a Netflix and chill audience, and it's definitely, I'd imagine, a lot more chilling and a lot less Netflix is what was happening by the time this film was finished. <laughs> I watched us with Bonzi. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one question, though, right? Because one thing didn't add up. So, the, the twin she was a twin sister, the secret twin sister, right? Mm-hmm. And they went all the way there, and they when they, she got shot, uh-huh. she, did she have like a bulletproof type vest type? No, that one? was that the notebook was in a pocket no, 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 no. saved her, right? So my big question is like, if he's taken her there, risking mm-hmm. her life, and yeah. just by chance that she's had a notebook there. If you take all that into account, how big is Batista's dick? <laughs> oh, my. You've been planning that one for a while, haven't you, Daniel? Well, that's where he was going with the start, and then he changed, and I was like, oh, As soon as he took like, it, I added like, a couple of layers to the questions, like, I know how this is finished. <laughs> it threw me off the scent well there. I did, I did think about that whole thing, Daniel, when uh, he was. Like kicking about the pool and his wee tiny hot pants or his wee shorts um, with his big gun and they kept talking about his sizeable weapon. Uh, for that moment, I've been excited to make that joke on that. <laughs> right, we'll clip that upset, one for you. You were upset at me that I made the joke in our chat before it. <laughs> ah, you stole my thunder. <laughs> I've forgotten all about it, to be fair. So. You've got your moment to shine. But in all seriousness, right, this is an awful fucking movie. Like, this is, like, bottom layer of shite movie, right? See if this was, like, a, a straight-to-channel five afternoon film with, like, Z-list actors you'd never heard of with the exact same script. Like, you wouldn't be surprised. The only thing that this has got going for it is big-name actors. It's got nothing else going for it. It's a really stupid, convoluted plot, like... Like I said, I noticed the zinc switch like, like right at the start, so you knew that he'd murdered Batista. And they spent the whole time trying to make you think it could be someone else. Like, it was obviously him for the start. And, like, see the fact that he turns up, the detective turns up, and he wasn't invited. I know, and no one else has bought his island. Aye, aye, and you come, mate. Aye, like, this is fine. I've recently murdered somebody. But aye, I'll just, it doesn't matter. Like, You've got to remember, like, the only other kind of gripe I had with this as well, obviously, I don't know if it was like a making light of COVID or whatever else, but obviously they've kind of, at the start, they've made the point of saying that this was set in May 2020, and then they've had some sort of fucking magical fucking, like, you've got to, as we've just been discussing in the group chat about like what we were going through at the start of that lockdown not long ago, and they've just like, I mean, they're just kind of... Like how just to be entitled, thing that was like, just kind of a wee personal gate for me. But there was no fun times to be had in the middle of May, fucking twenty twenty. Just on that, just on that bit, like talking about the big actors that they got into this, they got Ethan Hawke to do that thirty second part of spraying shit into their mouth that solves COVID. 
Oh, yeah. Like, why? <laughs> it could be anybody. Oh. It is a bit tone deaf, actually. I never thought about it until Hunter said it, but, like, the whole world, how many folk died under that? And mm-hmm. for some reason, they're going back to that time. Well, I don't know why we want to be reminded of what it was like to have COVID. And then, not, like, it doesn't add anything to the story at all. Like, if that film was set a year before, a year after that point in time, there's absolutely no. The fact that it was started in May 2020 had no context to the rest of the story. Ah, it was weird. It's so, so strange. Sorry, Bernsey. No, I just took it as Edward, Nor- Edward Norton's character was just. When you were saying about how it's like a, there's this detective coming, he obviously gave the impression as like, as if he. If it was this big man, he owned it, like nobody could, he was untouchable basically. So I was just taken as that. He just thought that maybe somebody had, did the no sort of hint that he thought that maybe somebody had sent it as a joke or something like that? And then, yeah, but I mean, I understand he's maybe like this cool, calm, weird, happy billionaire, right? But if you have just murdered someone, right, you're, you're, there's going to be some sort of slight. Separation. He's going to draw attention. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was just stupid. It relies on you thinking all the characters are stupid and being stupid. I guess the other way would be as if if he knows, obviously, he's killed this, he's just killed her. And if he makes a big deal about this detective coming on and being around her, then he's going to look suspicious when it does come out. Maybe it was, maybe he thought that that was actually his way of getting out of it. Because if it was, either it was just some coincidence or if it was a ploy. Then he was like, he, he obviously didn't expect the sister to be dresses and all that kind of stuff. Well, he yeah. thought it was her. So, like, he's, this is guy guy with such big balls that he's got a fucking Mona Lisa stolen in his mansion and, like, every piece of art in the world and all that. Nobody's going to be surprised if he goes, I don't want this detective here. He wasn't invited. Like, mm-hmm. Named it. Anyway, just a, that's a minor thing. That's one of a very small thing of many major things that are shit about this. But even when when he has that conversation with Daniel Craig character saying like, "Oh, someone could have done it as a joke," they just stopped and accept. I just thought that was weird that there was like, "You're an uninvited guest." That sound. Let's come and take part in this murder mystery thing that I've made up. Um, I don't know. I find this. I find this really difficult to watch. Like. But uh, two two movies that we've been watching for this time round, um, there's huge huge differences between the two in my in my enjoyment. This film was shocking. Um, the only saving grace that this film had was uh, whiskey. <laughs> the drink you're talking about, I take it. Kevin. Oh, yeah. oh. The whiskey sour. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, why is whiskey going with? Edward Norton and not just sticking with Batista, uh, Batista and his big Bobby. Well, he was he was he was he was he was, he was, he was, he was over. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Batista was basically hovering about to try and get on this prime time news thing. Yeah, he said to, he's Batista said to Whiskey is like basically do whatever he wants and I'll get this sort. So then that's and then you know how he's in the bushes basically watching. Yeah, yeah. checking that he's basically checking as a. Because obviously the first time you see Yankees, yeah, I was thinking he's going to go and fucking kill the cunt and just like helicopter him or something, but... <laughs> helicopter him or what? <laughs> <laughs> but he obviously then you see the flashback pattern, you realise obviously that there's reasons behind... The reason is is that he's 
basically wanting to make sure that it goes ahead and then he can get this time slot and then he dies, unfortunately. Poor Batista. It's interesting that all the complaints we've not got it, we've not really honed in on this accent for that much this time. Because it's fucking dreadful. It's hard to get your it's hard to pay attention to what's going on in the scenes with the accent that Daniel Craig's going through. It's just so ridiculous. You notice in the description now they just say southern. Yes. <laughs> they can't even put it to a place. Like it's oh, it's annoying. Eh? One of I just don't like. I get it. It's like the, the, the who done it, but I feel like it's just lazy. It's boring. It's nothing that exciting. The characters aren't even that likable. Like, there's nobody no, that I'm really liking it. And what was I, the point of the wee hippie guy? Ah, that's what I was going to say. There were times he's funny with the the stoner guy that kicked about in the background, but like. I, I, I never had a punchline. No. Like, At one point, I thought he was going to be the one that uh, shot her. Like, See, that would have been a good wee sort of curveball. That would have, been, that would have happened in the first, if this was the first film with all the hype and success, in air quotes, that the first one had, that might have been a good curveball. But because it was just on Netflix, they gave us this money, we could basically just fucking write, knock a script out in half an hour. But just, that was essentially what this film felt like. We've got all this money for Netflix. How much can we pocket from ourselves with it actually? Spend the time to develop a decent film. You wonder how much they've paid off. Like, if you think, I'm looking at the cast now, and obviously all the people that make little cameos Hugh Grant, uh, Kareem Al Jabbar, um, Serena Williams, Clark Ethan Hawke. Is that? <laughs> I forgot Serena Williams was in it, just basically talking about it. It's great for that because obviously you've got the Jeremy Renner hot sauce and the Jared Little drink. Do you think they've actually turned down roles and just said, Give us a wee paycheck and you can use my name? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh well, listen. Let's let's bring let's bring in the person that selected this movie with some rationale between why he did. Uh, I I I I quite enjoyed this. Uh, I think you're, you're I, trolling. No, I'm about to come for you in just a minute. Just you sit down and. <laughs> I'm with you, Sean. I, I like it. I think. Uh, thanks, Craig. I think. <laughs> what did I say? Uh, I, I'm not really surprised, to be honest with you, about what you guys are saying. Uh, but j- just, like, before I cut off, Kyle, and I came back in, you were talking about where the first one scored. Where, where did the first one score again? It was 1.65, he said, overall. I'm pretty sure I used my half points down on it, though, so it was originally scored maybe over two. Uh-huh. Right. And, and, and the first one, like, nobody really enjoyed the first one, you were saying. I, I gave it a three and a half. I looked back earlier. So me and you must have gave it good scores and they three bastards just shot over it. I'm, I'm fairly sure that I was on my own and hating it. Or maybe me and Hunter. That was maybe where the Dunter Alliance was born that me and Hunter didn't like it. But I definitely <laughs> hated it. I was just going to say that because it's quite bizarre. Uh, Kyle's take on this one and he kind of slaughtered the first one as well. So what I'd done uh, a couple of nights, because I knew that this is this would happen, after he put in a message about the French Dispatch. And uh, I looked up Kyle's review for the first one. Uh, and Kyle said, I actually fairly enjoyed this. How? <laughs> it's in the easy to watch, easy to follow category. I would watch this again. So it makes me think, Kyle, are you just following Daniel and Hunter here or to get on a trend to... <laughs> Like, are you actually giving your true opinions on the film or are you just doing this and shitting it because it's my pick because 
Uh, I knew that this it would play out this way. I actually see myself as uh, Benoit in the film a wee bit here. I, I could... <laughs> <laughs> it's of your review from the first one, and uh, I'm going to throw it out your talking shite. So <laughs> you did enjoy the first one. You're now coming and saying you didn't enjoy it, and you've been saying that for a while. So <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to you after I've given my review so you can give your true review no on Because I don't think you're being very truthful. Uh, on the film itself, uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. I can understand uh, it's one, it's a, a, a film that could be full of potholes. Uh, I think that pretty much the majority of things were tied up in a way that I suppose made some kind of sense. The only thing that maybe didn't make that much sense, as you said, is why did they just let the detective on the boat? He could have just killed him and the sister when they got there. Uh, Obviously, he thought he'd killed, I can't remember her name, he thought he'd killed the sister, but he didn't. He obviously didn't stay around to watch her fucking suffocate in the car or whatever. So why didn't he just kill them at his place when they turned up? But I suppose that's the only thing you could say. But as a whole, like, I, I liked that. I thought initially it was going towards Edward Norton's character was going to be the one that was just killed off and then we were all going to, oh, who done it, all kind of thing. But it did kind of take a swell from there. Then you thought it was going to be Batista who's killed him and then it's whole bigger picture you'd find out the twist that it's no it's actually the sister that died and it's a twin that's turned up and they're in and it together. Uh, I quite like that how it goes back and it kind of gives it, it well it starts off it plays out and then it goes back and kind of gives you an idea of what's actually going on and then kind of replays something I like that but I guess I, 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 I honestly think he's been quite harsh like I, I think this is alright I, I don't think it's fucking brilliant or amazing but like the first one, I think it's quite quite an average, easy watch. I don't I, I wouldn't say it's absolutely fucking awful like uh, like I think it was you you said that, Daniel, but I think it's I think like I, I, for a like for a murder mystery film, right? There's not that many kind of kicking about with there's one with Adam Sandler or they made another one, him and Jennifer Aniston. I don't, I've not seen that. I've, I've not seen the first one of that, so I don't even know if that's similar to this. But like, I like the concept of this, and I think that this does a good job. I, I don't know. I just think this is quite good. I was just uh, going to say that I like you also quite like a murder mystery, and that's my biggest issue with this. Is that I like <laughs> the idea of it and the concept. I just think this is dog shit garbage. Like the the last two of them, right? Both of them. They lie on the fact that as a viewer, they'll show you something as a viewer and they'll do it in a way that was just really quick and they assume that everyone's not going to see it. So it was the same, it was a medicine bottle in the first one, I'm sure, or something like that. And it was a swap in the drinks in this one. And then later on they go, oh, look, you missed that. But I didn't miss it. I saw it happen at the time. So like, it fails on so many levels to do what it's supposed to do. It's like, do you know what this is like? It's like going to a really shitty escape room and you, it's really fucking it's simple nursery rhymes and you do it in five minutes and you've spent 80 quid on it. That's this feeling this gives me of, like, dissatisfaction. Fair play, fair play. Well, to address Sean, I, I, uh, I prefer... Sorry, Kyle. I couldn't understand you were stuttering there. I'm sensing some nerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, just, just to how to word it. I, I prefer how we how we review now because with a few films that we've had, 
when we've watched them initially and reviewed it straight away, you review it a lot differently until you've had time to reflect on it. So, an example, Spider-Man, Batman, the, the Batman with Rob Pattinson and stuff. That when you think about it a little bit later on, you let it settle, it's maybe not as good as what you think it is. Um, and I've, I've said for weeks now that my reviews are heavily influenced on how I'm feeling when I watch the movie on at that specific time. And maybe I was in a good mood when I watched the original one. I can't remember, because I can't remember anything that really happens in it, other than that Captain America's in it. But this one was offensively bad. It was shite. It's offensively bad. What is it that offended you about this? It offended me, the acting, the fact that all these big names are went into this pile of pish. They've clearly no read the full script before they went into it, or they've just been paid a healthy big bag of cash to overlook what would be a terrible script. I think offensive is a good word because this offends the audience by assuming that you're stupid enough to go along with it. Well, like, it is quite offensive. Says Daniel is, is that like, obviously you've noticed kind of things in it that, that have kind of led you to kind of solve the mystery, right? But I would say that the majority of people watching it wouldn't have that attention to detail that you've got. So obviously I haven't known you for quite a while like that's you, you. If there was anybody in this chat that would notice stuff at in a film, I would say it would be you. Or if there's anybody in my friendship group, I would say it would be you that would notice something that everybody else wouldn't in a film. So I would say that this film, it's maybe not tailored to people like yourself that are very observant in that regard. That you will notice things that ninety nine percent other people won't actually fucking notice at the time you're watching. Whereas the flash, yeah, you would actually like myself. When they flash back to it, I'm like, oh, right, I never noticed that. And then I just Aye. watching the film, whereas you're punching fuck at your wall. I've fucking seen that! Uh, <laughs> you're, you're 100% correct. This is just no for me. And there's a reason it's popular. Like It's very popular. I know that I'm in the minority. It just infuriates me. Like It, it, it makes my inside of my skin feel funny how bad it is. Right. You've seen this, Daniel. Like, I knew like I was going out there this with a bit of a mindset, right? Because I remember uh, Laura texting me like when the film just came out. So she's texted me that this was at uh, 16.58 on Christmas Eve. I've put the new knives out on. She's then replied to herself at 17.44 saying, it's rubbish, I may have to switch off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why she's watching Glass Onion on Christmas Eve too. If you're watching I know, that. I think that's maybe what it is. She'll be putting on the Christmas film. <laughs> Oh, but you quite liked it, Bonzi. I did, I. Um, I think Sean's covered a lot of what um, I thought of it, to be fair. Um, going back to what um, you sort of mentioned about Daniel Craig's accent, that really did annoy me, though. Um, I knew I was obviously getting it going on because of the first one, but I just don't understand the point. That, like, why Why does he have this stupid accent? What, like, there's no difference to it. Like, it's pointless. Like, you'd understand if there was a bit of background to his past or whatever, and you want to delve into that, but it's just basically a boy with a shite accent. They kind of speak properly, and so that did annoy me. Yeah, um, I do what you're saying there, Bouncy, like, he's British. If you want some, uh, obviously, Sherlock Holmes is probably the greatest fictional murder mystery solve or criminal detective ever. Why not play on that? Like, have a British detective, like, maybe it gives him that area or a sort of 
being such a great detective and player, and that rather than giving him some sort of random text yeah. farmer accent. That's not the like, problem with the first film, though, because like, they, they can't exactly just, they're not going to change it for this exactly. one. I have to just be like, what, does the accent change? You know, we're going to notice. So I knew that going in, but it does still, it still annoys you a bit. Definitely. I do feel like uh, deep down, whoever wrote this in the very first script thought Matthew McConaughey was going to play that part. And that's just it. And now he's trying to do a really bad impression of Matthew McConaughey's weird southern accent. Because like, Matthew McConaughey would be great at that, wouldn't he? Because he actually sounds like that. But anyway, carry on, Burnsy. I don't know who that is, so I can't help you. <laughs> Good <laughs> <be> podcast. <laughs> uh, I like. I, enjoy, I would say that maybe the first. I think it was maybe fifteen minutes or so. Of the film was. I didn't really get into that uh, that much because, like, the puzzle box and stuff just seemed meaningless to me. Like, I didn't really understand the point in that as well. Like, you could have just said, "Why don't you come to Greece?" And then that would be insufficient. You could have just, just done that instead of having the those boxes going about and them all phoning each other to try and figure out how to open it. But once once we're in that stage, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Obviously, as I've said, as I said earlier, it's like I didn't spot it being obvious, like obviously Daniel had done. Um, I thought it was quite interesting, sort of learning about how all the characters had a bit of a motive. Um, so for me, it wasn't an obvious. Like he was obviously the favourite throughout it, but it wasn't an obvious one for me that that was going to be who who was a killer. Um, and then the flashback parts I did and I thought were pretty good as well. Um, what were you going to come in and say, Kyle? I was just going to say, see the actual murder mystery that Edward Norton's character had come up with. I think that would have been a better film than what we got. <laughs> that's so. actually the way I thought it was going. I actually thought, like watching the film, I thought that's the way they were going to go with it. To be fair. Like, I thought it was going to be him that did get killed at that stage because obviously they sort of leaned on how all of them did have motives and sort of talked about their past and stuff like that, which I don't know how I feel if it would have been better. I know you're sort of half being, well, you're being serious, but you're saying it because you hate the film. Would you like, see if they just had, let them play out the murder mystery, have that arrow come in and get the fake death, right? Then they go away to work out their clues, but the actual twin sister then kills them and then they have to work out who actually killed them, and then they find out that he killed her sister. Much better movie. All right, there's loads of good options. It was like Vince Russo was involved in writing this, and it was just a swerve for a swerve's sake. Like, <laughs> do you know what the biggest swerve is? We're going to, like, it's a murder mystery movie. The biggest swerve is we won't do the murder mystery. <laughs> My worry for this, though, is that there's going to be more. Oh, I know. I'm going to be and Sean are going to pick them too, so get it up, yous. <laughs> Honestly, you are now getting Once Upon a Time in America for the next batch of movies that we do. It's going to have a stupid name again, like fucking Purple Shoes or something. Like, <laughs> glass Onion fucking knives out. It was just meaningless words. It's like someone's just picked two random words for the dictionary. Just call it Knives Out Grease. They were, whoever has been partly adapting this screenplay or writing it has been, I, I'd imagine, stoned or high or whatever, and they've went through this. See that whole thing that Daniel Craig, he spiel about, like, ever being open, but there's so many layers, but you can see through the centre because it's glass. Somebody's had that discussion and then went, shit, let's call that film that. Yeah. That, that was what it came to. Stupid. Like everything else, stupid. Uh, so I didn't see any neg- main ne- real negatives of the film, to be honest. I thought it was really enjoyable, and I was glad to it. 
throughout. So take me, that, Craig. Sorry, I'm just saying me and you both. Yeah, we're holding hands. At Sean's watching it. I <laughs> love <laughs> yeah. when we get like a really good split like this, and. It's almost like a fight because this is going to be two extremes of the scores, I think. Here, well, you, you and Sean can watch it. Sean will bring the hot dogs. I think the most oppressive fact from this is the fact that Sean Field is a better detective than Benoit Blanc. That's all I can get away from this. <laughs> I've got the, the so far, I've got the episode name typed up as Kyle's Exposed. <laughs> I've got another one, but I've got simple run nursery rhymes for £80. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Hunter, is there any worthwhile trivia to talk about this pilot? Right. I have not had any time to research, but I know you have the tabs open because you shared your screen before we went live. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you just do some final thoughts on the movie. I'll have a quick glance over this and see what there is. Like for me, I would say like the the one aspect of the story that I did find enjoyable was the fact that the sister was dead and it was the other sister that was born. But I did think that was a twist, but I think that was where there was a good idea, then it then got lost in the rest of the story there on for me. So uh-huh. would you have done it, Hunter? Would you have had that, when you say it was a twist, but wait, Jink, the twist actually worked, but then... Aye, it got lost in amongst them. It was, right. it was, and I think it happened too early on too, so they had to they brought that in, I think, too early. It was obviously with the, the first one, it was that sort of twist came or the final whatever happened at the end of the film. But mm-hmm. it was coming, this case was solved and it was still in there 20 minutes of the film we have common bone, who's up and whatever else at that point. Yeah. I did get a bit silly towards the end, all the explosions and all that. But how many, t- like, how many times have we said that about loads of films, like the ending kind of loses it, harms so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this ever had it, like to lose but, it. There's a lot of films that like just kind of like, just fucking <laughs> after the end. Uh, and this one went off at the start, in the middle, and the end. <laughs> yes, that, we, we we know you hated it. We know. But I I feel like because how you felt about like we mentioned French Dispatch, like remember how much you hated that. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. And I've actually, I came on here thinking I might even give it nearly a one, but it's, it's gone far down. I'm fucking fuming at now. Wow. <laughs> this is a fucking light years, light years better than French. But see, the problem is, I, I gave the no. French Dispatch a one because of how they managed to convince a, such a high esteem level of cast to sign up to that see, show. I feel like that's the benchmark. Right? I could never score anything less than a one ever again. <laughs> Well, I'm just looking at some of the trivia. There's nothing that exciting. Um, there's a, a part of trivia about the, that the three main stars, Daniel Craig, Hudson and Batista, wanted to stay at a hotel, um, but then never got to stay there because they, they wanted the studio to pay the two grand a night ho- fee for the hotel each and were told to bolt. Um, it says here that one of the paintings on Miles Braun's living room is Ed Norton's head on Brad Pitt's body from Fight Club. I did notice that. I was like, that's the scene from Fight Club when I see it in the back. Just like a cracking bod. Um, Ryan Johnson, the director, had stated that he briefly considered a running joke of having Daniel Craig play Benoit Blanc with a different accent in each film without any explanation at all. 
But I could have just gave him his own accent. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a different accent. No, just don't speak. It's not a guy speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, it says that um, Daniel Craig had been working with a dialect coach to be familiar with the distinctive New Orleans accent. Uh-huh. It's a bad coach. <laughs> um, and uh, there's just loads of fish. I'm not reading that. Let's get to scoring and let's get this one over and done with. Sean, we'll come to you first. Uh, I'm going to give this a four out of five. Oh, you're at it just because we hated it. That's not your two feelings. That's my two feelings. Four That's not your two feelings. A four out of five, and I will not hear anything else on that. Okay, four out of five. <laughs> One player over the cuckoo's nest, a 2.75. I'm starting to side with Instagram now. Move <laughs> on. To be fair, before we move on, Instagram blew up a little bit about your uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Sean. Um, I never even bothered to read any of the oh, I'm get, There's a couple of belters in there. I've got up here say, S. Friel gives me a fucking aneurysm every time you all post. Besides him, though, I'm glad the rest of you like it. <laughs> I'm going to back up, Sean, here. It's like some of the Instagram folk need to... So, I think the folk on Instagram now get it. See some of the regular commenters, they get it and they're playing along and having a laugh. Like, that guy, that badge blockhead movies always has a go at the bottom. He's playing along, he sends us messages and that. So they're no, like, oh, weirdos. They're just, aye, slagging us off. I think think in that context, Daniel, as you're saying... Sean scored this a four. The guy who was slitting Sean for his score the last couple of weeks is not coming on whenever this gets posted up saying, why the fuck have you scored that a four? He's never to be seen. The number's not low enough. It doesn't sit <laughs> off something in his mind to say, I'm bit, I've bitten, let's fucking rise to it. He's just not giving a fuck. My well, number's definitely going to be low enough. There's a number, there's another one here that says, extremely rare s 3 I know you like those types of things, Sean. Fucking... <laughs> Grow up, man. It then follows it by saying, "I cannot stand his awful takes on every single post, but for once he's right. This movie's awful." And it goes on. Instagrams. I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. S. <laughs> Frio is a colossal fat L machine. Bonzi, <laughs> 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 uh, I think it's only right we come to you for your score next. Right, an alliance is strong, Sean. I'm also giving it a four. You definitely watched this, and it was more than hands being shook after it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'll go give my score before the other two give it then, so I don't get accused of just copying them. Um, I'll probably be scoring it slightly higher, and then due to whiskey, uh, we'll give it a one. <laughs> I'm, I did have a look at the other movies that have been scored around that one, and I'm like, I definitely watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu over this. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd watch the Boondock Saints over this. Yeah. Oh no, I don't know about that. That film was. Funny. Well, laugh, at least that's funny. Like so bad it's funny. There's other movies down here that, sh- like The Hobbit, that was shite, but I'd watch that again. I would watch Justice League. Shouldn't it be down there anyway. And maybe That's not watch Fear and Loathing. <laughs> maybe not Fear and Loathing, but yeah, I'd watch Fantasia. Oh, I. <laughs> right, Hunter. 
I'm going to give it a 1.5. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel? A 0. 0.25. Oh, come on now. That's just silly. <laughs> like having fun, guys. Fucking hell. If we were basing this off of Daniel's score alone, it would be the second bottom movie we ever had. This would be below the French Dispatch. If you basically a similar score, I'm sure I gave the French Dispatch a zero or a zero point two five. This is in that category for me. Bonzi, what does that do to the overall scoring? Two point one five. Two point one five. So let's see what we've got that in the company of. Oh. So this movie is better than The Crow. Back to the Future Part 2. It's better than 300. Yes, but definitely that's garbage. Um, Us. And it's just slightly below Girl's Trip. Oh, Girl's Trip was really bad as well. But it's in the same company with movies like that as well. This is in the company alongside Hotel Rwanda, the uh, old boy, uh, American gangster, the scary movie that I can't say properly, so I'm not going to say the name. (laughs) That'll be The Conjuring. (laughs) Nailed it. Got that one. Hereditary, you were going to (laughs) say. That that, that can get in the bin. Prometheus or something like that, that's what I thought was coming. I kept, was it hereditary? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of this one. Um, it's been a, a, a polarizing review from us once again. Let's see what your thoughts are through our Instagram. Um, if you have liked listening to us, rabbit on, argue and talk over each other this last 40 minutes or whatever it is you've been listening to, we'd love if you could give us a little like and a little five star rating. We need to get those ratings put into Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. But if you could, that would be great. And as morons, we'll bid you farewell. Oh, I can calm down now. It's the over way. <laughs> Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. God, you fucking moron. Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Up here, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.